0: Just a quick touch on the Auckland Harbour Bridge. If you are one who depends on the bridge to get about and do your business, I would love to hear from you. Uh, Waka Kotahi, the New Zealand Transport Agency, warned motorists using State Highway 1 today to be extra careful. Gusts were nearing the 70 k mark early on, and the New Zealand Transport Agency is... Now, telling the public that transport authorities would not hesitate to close lanes or even close the bridge itself for short periods of time for safety precautions. They're particularly worried about, obviously, motorbikes and high-sided vehicles like the trucks that spilled over, um, causing the damage to the infrastructure that needs to be repaired and um, causing the massive gridlock of traffic. So, if this is going to go on... While they do a patch-up job, I have to admit I would be most uncomfortable crossing that bridge at the moment. I would I would take the long way round. I've been nervous of those bits on the side for ages. Um, they say that they may have to close some lanes of the bridge if wind gusts exceed 80 k's per hour, and that will continue for the foreseeable future, usually quite gusty in spring. So, it's not like this is going to go away anytime soon. It does seem ridiculous. How close are we to a plan B? You know, some years ago, and this was in 2013, in a speech to the Auckland Chamber of Commerce, and referenced this last, last week, uh, then Prime Minister John Key said heavy truck access may need to be increasingly managed from around 2021 as the bridge started to see out its days. Joining me now is former Prime Minister Sir John Key. A very good morning to you.
1: Hello Kerry, how are you?
0: Very well thank you but I'm not going to the shore anytime soon if I can help it. Would you travel no. Would you travel over that bridge?
1: Uh, well I would if I had to but um, yeah I mean some facts of life are is that we need an alternative and the problem you're dealing with is that you run into the your stock standard things. It takes a lot of time, costs a lot of money. But yeah. it's a bit like the CBD rail tunnel. I mean, we backed that in the end, not because we thought it was value for money, It's cost more and all the rest of it, but it, it ultimately unlocked infrastructure opportunities in Auckland. So you went mm. from 12 trains an hour to 60. It was like the alternative hard bridge. I mean, tell me it's ever going to get cheaper or ever get shorter yeah. in duration to build an alternative. It's not, so you might as well get on with it.
0: And especially at this time, when we're looking for shovel-ready projects, a plan B would be the way to go. Yeah,
1: I mean, all these things are going to take time, and that's yeah. the reality. I mean, I think most people would expect you go for a tunnel. I mean, I heard sort of some nonsense out of that, people trying to say, well, it wouldn't include cars or tracks, or, you know, it would only be rail. I mean, that's just rubbish. I mean, mm. look, we don't have very good rail infrastructure um, going north anyway. Um, you know, we're, we're a city largely driven off buses as, as a form of public transport um yeah okay out west where the rail is and stuff and, and down south that works but if you go and look at the north shore there's a reason why they had a bus lane there and that's because you know, they don't have rail servicing the north shore so if you're putting in an alternative harbour crossing i mean it'd be ridiculous to, to not have the including you know cars and and, and buses but i mean my view is that yeah, whether you like it or not, Auckland is home to about 1.4 million people. It's on its way to 2 million and more. We had hundreds of cars a week and, frankly, we just have to have better infrastructure. or luck's going to get worse and worse.
0: If you could see that there were going to be failings and, you know, that there were, go- there were going to be problems um, from around 2021, it's just about six months earlier than you thought, um, why aren't we seven years down the track towards a Plan B, a tunnel or another bridge?
1: Because ultimately what happens is everybody sits around, I think, and says, well, um, this is costing so much money. Because, I mean, let's be honest, this thing's probably in the order of, what, $10 billion, something like that, I mm-hmm. don't know. So it'll be a big number. Yeah. And so at the time, I've got to say, that it seemed like an awful lot. When net debt in New Zealand. We were keeping it under, I think, under $70 billion from the top of my head. But, you yeah. know, yeah, so it seemed like an awful lot of money and, and, and sort of people say, well, we can lumber along, and there's always these arguments that, you know, there'll be less cars because people use Uber more and all these other alternatives. But but the truth is that most people do buy a car. Auckland's a pretty spread-out city. And that's one of the problems with Auckland. You know, quite often, you know, remember they buy their house, they live on the North Shore, you know. One of the kids goes to Auckland University, it's in town, Mum works on the North Shore and Dad works in the East Tāmaki and one of the other kids is 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 doing something you know, out west. Mm-hmm. We're all in different directions. It's not as straightforward. We don't have a CBD like London, for instance, or New York, where the mm-hmm. bulk of people work in one place. So I think we just have to accept that's the layout of Auckland. But I mean, you know, I think if you look at it at the moment, I mean, I've had this argument for some time and you can accept it or not, but I think there's an enormous difference between what I'd call good debt and bad debt. I mean, in the end, you owe what you owe. But if you go along in a household sense and you borrow a hundred grand and you do up your kitchen and your bathroom, I would argue with you that's good debt. Because in reality, when you go to sell your property, most people will perceive it to be worth more and more likely to buy it. If you take that 100 grand, you go on some massively lavish holiday and consume it, then you get another, you know, you've had a holiday, but it's bad debt. Well, it's the same thing for a government. If we're just wasting money on some things that we're not getting any real return on, that's not really helping us a lot. And I accept in this current COVID environment, you've got to make you know, a huge number of transfer and welfare payments just simply because of the nature of the economy and the impact on people. Mm-hmm. But when you build infrastructure, that builds productivity, it builds much greater tax revenue, and it builds you a future-ready sort of city and country. So actually, in a world where you know, the government can borrow it to 1%, you really would have to argue, if you, you know, now's the time to borrow.
0: And... And last time wasn't because you had bigger fish to fry with GFC and Christchurch, what have you? Well, we st-
1: we came in in 08, if you think about it. So that speech was in 13. It was in the back end of my second term. Um, and we did. And we actually did do a lot of infrastructure, you know, when you yeah. think about it. I mean I, I mean, I remember campaigning in 08 on the Waikato Expressway. Well, you know, it's pretty much finished now. I was on, it, on part of it yesterday. I know. It's um,
0: fantastic. It's a, yeah. it's a game changer. And the tunnel well, uh, out to the airport. Yeah.
1: That's right. Waterview, All of these things. So we did do a lot. I mean, but we, you know, we were obviously really worried about the blowout and debt, and we, you know, no one really knew what was sort of happening back then. Um, so it was what it was. So, but but that that speech then was really starting to say, well, look, you know, we really sort of had turned a corner by then. The government was back in surplus. Um, it was pretty clear interest rates were coming down. We were starting to really look at what could be the next stage of of national development, if you like. Um, So, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's almost easy when you're a former Prime Minister and you're a former Minister of finance or something. I mean, it's almost easy to spend somebody else's money. It's hard when you're in the job making the choices. But I would just sort of simply say that I don't think anyone living in Auckland or even any part of the rest of the country probably believes that we can't survive. We can survive with only one harbour crossing for the next 30, 40, 50 years. Therefore, we're building an alternative and the question only becomes when.
0: All right, I thank you very much for your time. I hope you didn't drag you off the golf course. No, no, a little few bits
1: and pieces today, but um, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can always encourage me to go on the golf course. <laughs> and you know, last time I saw you, you were doing a charity fundraiser. We were, we were doing a charity fundraiser together. The beautiful thing was we didn't have to cross the Harbour Bridge, I needed exactly. to cross the road because it was our neighbours <laughs> right across the road from our house. It was a lovely thing, you know, and it was I th- a quick commute.
0: And I think you were asked. No, what was the, what was the biggest rumour you'd heard about yourself? And one of the crowd said that you'd just got 76 off the stick because you'd had a good day out that yeah, day. Yeah,
1: I know, exactly. Well, there you go. all those rumours swimming around. The handicap's <laughs> going out. It should, be, it should be getting lower. But anyway, that's life. You've got, I want to hear about my golf handicap.
0: You've got summer to work on it. Thank I you. Do. Thank you for your time, Sir John Key.